Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Metal Mike, and in this episode, we start exploring the art of KISS. In this episode in particular, we talk to Michael Dorat, who designed the Rock and Roll Over and Sonic Boom album covers. Now, KISS is obviously a visual band. Now, it's hard to picture bands like Foreigner or Boston being painted the way KISS is and the way KISS looks on these album covers. You look at the first three studio albums, you know, they're pretty decent. But man, you get to the next three studio albums, they're just insane and iconic. We've got Destroyer, Rock and Roll Over, and Love Gun. And when you think about it, KISS really doesn't need to always be painted because they're very photogenic. Look at the live shots on Alive and Alive 2, and then albums like Dynasty and Creatures of the Night. The KISS makeup faces are pieces of artworks all on their own. As we get going into the 80s, you know, we can't say the iconic covers continued all the way through, but we'll always have those iconic ones from the 70s. With Rock and Roll Over, you gotta look how many times KISS uses this on all their merch. I mean, this is still designed sometimes differently, or it's put on cups, it's put on anything under the sun. So that image gets used quite a bit. Michael explains the inspiration behind it. On this one, he also had free reign where when he went back to Sonic Boom, it was a little bit more of a, a controlled situation. So, so let's hear it all from Michael. Check it out. Well, Michael, welcome to the 80s Glam Metal Cast. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, glad to be here with you. Oh, I really appreciate your time. So... Way back in 1976, you do the Rock and Roll Over album cover for Kiss. How did this all come about? Well, I think it was it was more like 1975. Uh, okay. Sorry. The way it came about was uh, not as people might think. Uh, what happened was I was uh, working with an agency called Howard Marks Advertising uh, with an art director named Dennis Wallach. So uh, I, I had been working with, with Dennis on other projects uh, for his agency, and uh, he just thought he'd take a chance and ask me if I was interested in doing uh, uh, a record jacket for this group that they had as a client. And uh, I didn't really know who they were or anything or what they were about, but uh, I was always uh, interested in taking on a challenge, and uh, I said, sure. I'll, I'll take a stab at it. And that's how that came about. Did they give you any kind of direction of what they were looking for? Or was it like, okay, here's the picture of them. They're a visual band. Go for it. What, what was the direction? Um, there was very little direction. You know, I, again, I didn't know what this group was about. I didn't know about their makeup or anything like that. So I had a little bit of a learning curve where they, uh, you know, talked to me about that. And, um, uh, you know, learning about, you know, uh, this was the spaceman, this was the lover, and so on and so on. And, uh, but there was really not much direction in terms of what they wanted for the cover. So I just kind of uh, took it upon myself to, well, I just kind of looked at the words rock and roll over and, um, and uh, just decided to just make it a play on that, something that revolved and something that was... Um, could spin around, and and uh, so that was the genesis of the idea, 
of what I was going to do. Yeah, and it really does. And nowadays, actually, people have made animation where this thing really moves, you know, in an image. But but it really does. When your eyes look at it, it does. It does almost rotate. Yeah, and uh, I was I was just kind of remembering, and I haven't really mentioned this before to anybody, but I was remembering that when I was uh, uh, an art student at Cooper Union. Uh, some years prior to that, one of our projects was to design a cover for um, the, uh, you know, an already existing album, and the one I picked was uh, the Beatles' Revolver, mm. and uh, and so I was remembering that, and what I had done for that one was to just do all, just do a black cover uh, with a hole where the label would show through, and have it was almost like a similar to design uh, with what I did for for Kiss, where, where I had the the Beatles' heads going around in a circle, uh, and so on. And so, basically, I was kind of remembering that and decided to just do a, a, a play on on that idea. Wow, that's pretty interesting. And so, yeah. you get this thing done, and it gets presented to the band, and they pretty much love it. Aside from a few minor changes, they, they pretty much love the idea, correct? Yeah, yeah, and that was... Uh, I, I went in and did a, a color comp, uh, of this cover and then uh, met the band when I presented it uh, and met, I was met with uh, all four of them and yeah they were there they as I recall they really loved it but there were some uh, concerns about uh, the faces mm-hmm. and um, as I recall the changes were mostly to uh, Gene and Paul and, and as I recall, the others were, were fine with what I had done. Yeah, I actually saw the original. I mean, it looks really close. I think Gene's a little bit more happy-looking in the original, and he looks a little bit more evil in the in the finalized version. Uh, Paul definitely yeah, hair. Yeah. I think I, I kind of rendered him initially a little bit more like uh, uh, the Joker from yeah. Batman. <laughs> Well, hey, Kiss kind of has a Joker look with the white face, you know, so I, I see where you're going with that. Well, I know, it, it, and it, it all seems to come from uh, Japanese art and maybe uh, k- Kabuki theater and so on. Now, so for each character, you've got, so you've got the fire for Gene, you've got a space look for Ace. What's what, what's behind Peter? Is, is that, to me, I see like almost like Everglade type stuff. Is that what he, is he supposed to be in a jungle? Yeah, I think, I think as I recall, I mean, I don't have it in front of me right now, but uh, it was more like, uh, there were like uh, jungle leaves. And yes. um, yeah, just, that was, uh, it, it was just a, a suggestion uh, of what, you know, it wasn't anything that literal, but uh, I, I had to I had to keep it fairly simple because there was so much going on in that cover anyway. Yeah, what was the rationale with Paul having wings? Was he supposed to be like a, a heavenly bo- uh, body, or what was what was the rationale with that? <laughs> I'm I'm not sure I remember exactly, but it was probably more like uh, he was more like an, some sort of angel or something. Uh, it, I don't I don't know. Yeah, it looks cool. It makes sense. <laughs> what were these guys like when you first met them back in the seventies? Were they were they pretty laid back, or were they were they kind of green at that point? What what were they like? Well, we were all kind of young. Uh, I recall that that um, of the four, Gene was the most vocal, mm-hmm. and, and as well as Paul. The other two, uh, I I don't remember them having that much to say but uh, I, I think uh, and I think this has been borne out over time that uh, Gene and Paul are the ones that are really in charge uh, oh. if I'm not mistaken oh yeah yeah completely 
Uh, now, does it blow your mind how iconic this cover has become? Because, I mean, Kiss continues to sell T-shirts and coffee cups and everything with this image. And, uh, I mean, it, it really has taken on a life of its own, this image. Yeah, uh, well, it, you can imagine uh, my surprise about that. Um, to, for me at the time, this was uh, just another job. And, uh, you know, as with most of the work that I do, I try to make um, everything I do into the best thing I've ever done. Mm -hmm. And uh, it doesn't always work out that way. And, and I didn't really realize um, how this was going to be received. Uh, and so it, 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 it took some uh, some time before I really, uh, that really kind of sunk in because I started getting uh, fan mail and uh, groups of uh, young kids who were um, kind of stopping by the studio and, and uh, wanted my autograph and things like that. And, and I was uh, kind of really surprised about that. I had no idea. I had no idea how big this group was, was getting or anything like that. So it was all—it was all quite a surprise to me, and even more so now that it's been so long since this is, uh, you know, since since I did this, and how still it generates a, a lot of um, interest. Definitely. And interest, yeah, and, and and interest in my work too, for some reason. Yeah, and well, uh... it's quite. It's quite different from most of my other work. When it comes to working with these guys again, I mean, you did the Sonic Boom cover, and uh, what was what was that like? I mean, all these years later, kind of trying to, to step back into the Kiss world, what was that all about? Yeah, that was quite different experience because I mostly just worked with Paul. He was the one who came by, and he was the one who kind of directed it, uh, and... You know, that wasn't really... I mean, when I first did Rock and Roll Over, it was almost like there was uh, no art director. It was all pretty much left up to me, yeah, right. even though I was working with... I was working with Dennis, but um, uh, I'm not sure that anybody knew how to critique what I was doing because it, it was really kind of unlike any other uh, piece of art that had been being done at that time. Uh, but with uh, Sonic Boom, it was quite different in that... Uh, Paul was really directing me. Uh, uh, he, uh, I don't know that I would have done something quite like what I ended up doing had he not told me he really, they really wanted to kind of almost revisit Rock and Roll Over, mm -hmm. but, you know, do it a little differently. They, they were, I think they were trying to recapture some of that excitement uh, from, from those early days. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even with, with the music itself as well, I think. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah. So um, the the one thing that uh, um, was really different in that was that he wanted the heads to be much more photographic. Yes. Uh, than than these kind of just almost like icons of what I had created for them the first time around. So. Um, so I, I, you know, whenever I do something like this, I want I don't want the elements that I create to to appear like I didn't want this to look like this. There were images that were kind of just stuck on to some graphics mm -hmm. that I was doing. So I, everything really I, I wanted to be look like it's all like uh, uniform, like w w one piece, one idea. So it was it was quite. Um, it was, uh, I really had to try to develop how I was going to take some photos that they gave me and translate them 
uh, into kind of into in graphic terms into something that I could work with a, as a as a very graphic cover. And so I, I developed this process of uh, just uh, I, I went through all these stages with with the photos, just trying to turn them into something that I could use. Uh, I think it worked out pretty well. Yeah, I, oh yeah, no, I, I was going to say, I think you did a great job with the images because cause they all kind of fit in with the color scheme and everything of the album cover, and it's a really bold uh, image, you know, so like, like I said, and it really reminds people of older Kiss albums, because Kiss always really had that, you know, those bold album covers, and I, I think, like you said, musically, that's where they were headed, and uh, image-wise, uh, that album covered portrays that so i think you did a great job um and you know doing something like that when, when okay especially after i've done uh, rock and roll over and, it, and it's you know it's living in people's minds for so long and then when i'm asked to do something like this which is, in a way is kind of like a play on rock and roll over everybody has uh critiques of it and uh it's almost like it puts me in a no-win situation. Right. Uh, I mean, a lot of people did like it, but uh, a lot of people were saying, you know, like, oh, it's nowhere near as good as the rock and roll over and, and uh, uh, you know, and, and all this kind of stuff, which which I, I guess I kind of expected. But, you know, there's no way to avoid that in, in this type of situation where, where uh, something is put up, put out there and it's, going to be compared with another piece. Oh, yeah. I mean, and the hard part, you're kind of hitting it right on the head because if you, you think of um, albums like Rock and Roll Over and like Destroyer and Love Gun, all these albums covers really, really bold, iconic artwork that we've been looking at for <laughs> like 40 years or whatever. So so it's really hard for something new to come in. You know, it's just because the, the legend is so huge. So like I said, I think it's... It's got the the cool vibe as the original, but it's different, and it has to be different. You know what I mean? You can't, as an artist, I'm sure you don't want to do the same thing over and over again. You kind of want to challenge yourself and, and create, a, you know, make yeah. a new creation. So I, I like Sonic Boom. Well, yeah, and, and I, I kind of did have to repeat myself, but like I was trying to say earlier, if, if he had left me to my own devices, mm -hmm. if Paul had done that, this the uh, Sonic Boom would have probably looked quite different. I mean, if I, I if I had just been allowed to uh, just the same way with Rock and Roll Over, there were no expectations. There was nothing to refer to, mm -hmm. so I just I just made it up, and uh, uh, you know, which is what I like to do. Uh, so when when I have this do another cover that's kind of derivative, it's it's I knew I was going to run into all kinds of problems. <laughs> <laughs> Now, one thing that people might not know about you, especially if they're just KISS fans, is you've created a lot of other iconic logos and artwork. I mean, you did the New York Knicks logo, correct? Yes. Wow, that's amazing. You did the band Stars logo, right? I did that. and That was actually around the same time as I did this, and, and it was uh, also with, uh, uh, with Dennis. The same agency, I guess okay. they had this other client. I'm not sure if there, there was any relationship between the two groups. Maybe not. Yeah, um, they, I think. But, yeah, I mean, uh, they were in the same. Yeah, you know, in the same scene for sure. Yeah, and but, but that that was that was a, a logo job, and that was much simpler. Mm -hmm. uh, they did end up using it as an album cover, though, I guess. But you know, I've done uh, I've done quite a few covers for Time Magazine, and not so much for for musical groups as people might think um i i've 
did the logo for Major League Baseball for the World Series. Uh, yeah, I've done some some interesting jobs over the years. That's awesome. Are you still pretty active today? I'm I'm kind of winding down. I just don't have the energy anymore to do uh, all that work the the way I used to. I started doing designing fonts um, maybe about 15 years ago or so, uh, which which uh, has been a, a a good thing. I just like to do. D- different types of projects do logos i do a lot of logos That's and awesome. uh, i'm working on I'm working on a, a book right now probably be around 350 pages uh, a book of most of my work and about my career and that's uh, supposed to come out maybe next year oh great that's awesome yeah well, Michael, I really appreciate your time. Thanks for the insight on uh, Rock and Roll Over and Sonic Boom. Really appreciate it, Michael. You have a great night, sir. You too. Well, that was great talking with Michael. Now, you may have noticed we're about one episode away from the 100th episode. It's going to be an award show. We're going to be giving out Glammys, so you don't want to miss it. We'll reflect on the whole podcast from its beginnings, play some classic clips, hear from some people that are winners of these awards it's going to be a good time so make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of it rock on